This is SEO Snippets, episode 9 for April 3, 2020. Today we'll be covering only one article. Uh, Can we trust automation in a time of crisis? This was posted on the Search Engine Land blog by Aaron Levy. Uh, I believe Aaron has his own company here. Um, He's the group director of SEM at Tinuiti. Very hard to say. Um, But anyway, let's jump in the article. Can we trust automation in a time of crisis? Review how your automation performed during the last volatile period to make sure your tool is making the right decisions during this one. Again, by Aaron Levy on April 3rd, so posted today at 8 a.m. Aaron says here that it's a challenging time to be a marketer. Consumers are distracted, financial futures uncertain, and volatility is all but a guarantee. It's a time when self-awareness, realism and tact are crucial for success we need to move fast but controlled tomorrow is going to be different from yesterday and two days from now different from today can we trust automation in a crisis when everything is different depending on the hour can we trust machine learning will our automation move fast enough and provide the insights we need should we revert to the good old days of staring at the screen for 24 hours a day watching metrics change in real time so there's a central thesis here. Uh, we obviously want to know that our, our marketing automation, specifically I believe we're talking about here is, is Google AdWords or maybe Bing Ads or you know any of those uh, ad buying platforms that you might be using to promote your business. Especially if you're in e-commerce, I'm sure that uh, this is a very volatile time for you depending on the industry. Uh, but I'm pretty sure also that you've probably got some automated campaigns, some dynamic Uh, search ads going, things like that you may want to review. So Aaron goes into a couple of details of what we should change here. So let's jump into the first one. It says bid modifiers must adjust along with behavior. First things first, your time of day bid modifiers are likely broken. And that makes a lot of sense, right? In the middle of COVID-19, people have moved from uh, commuting in most uh, countries. People are on lockdown, they are staying at home. everybody's routines and times have shifted. That extra hour in the car, that uh, earlier wake up time, all those things have moved a bit now and we see that people are working from home. So normal demand curves probably aren't the same as they used to be. Uh, Aaron says he took a look through one of his normal clients to see how search volume changed pre and post crisis. Uh, So I assume post the crisis actually being affecting most people because we're definitely not post crisis yet. Uh, it says here weekends are adjusting the lunch break and the getting work to uh, weekends are adjusting the lunch break and the getting to work spikes have flattened. We remember volume taking a nosedive Friday and Saturday nights. We saw a slight rise Sunday evening as people got back to their computers. It says the current state is different. I suspect it will be different for your accounts as well. Odds are your your curves have changed and you should check to see if your assumptions hold true. So there's, there's, I guess, the, the main point, right? Uh, as I was saying before, is that the times have changed here. Now, it shows a little graphic here, uh, pre and post curve lines for the changes in, in search traffic and impressions, right, I, I believe this is. Um, and we're seeing here that, say, uh, Tuesday morning, 6 a.m., nothing. Uh, but we're seeing around lunchtime, 
we're getting a little bit of a spike and definitely higher spikes around 7 to 8 p.m. I would say somewhere between 7 and probably 10 p.m. actually uh, and that's all well and good for the pre post we see that the overall impressions in general are down uh, the, the the line the trend line that he's got here more or less sits the same on most days more or less um, within a couple of hours right but those hours are important when you've got automated uh, bid modifiers for those sorts of times you're bidding up on times with the least amount of traffic so uh, he says here he won't go into depth with the shifts in device performance because many people have already um, but device behavior shifts dramatically in a crisis as well worth thinking about right people aren't using their mobile phones so much probably because they're at home and they're able to use their computers and they're probably working online from their computer most days so adjust your bid modifiers accordingly obviously do your due diligence on this too first don't just go and whack over you know an extra hour later because people will probably get up an hour late and and uh, change your mobile bids to from plus 30 to you know plus five and then up your your desktop bids I would say definitely go and, and look at this for the period of time that this has probably been affecting you wherever you are and make sure that you get as much data as possible and put together some kind of theory and then test and and, and keep going back to that theory I wouldn't take anything for an assumption right now at all moving to the next one it says inventory and news cycle will likely influence each other inventory will often dictate demand and vice versa if a news report shows is about a given product all but guaranteed during a crisis odds are the masses will take to search engines to hunt them down now I'm gonna be honest here Aaron if you do listen to this this is worded a little bit weird and, and and I think I get what he's trying to say here is that you know if there's a news story about a certain product that may help with the virus or that may be going out of stock or that may be hard to get in the future uh, you're likely to see a surge in people searching for to buy that especially on, on online right if they think their local is going to be out of that and they've missed the boat online is going to be the first place they're going to go and say okay well how can I get some of this immediately so the main central point of this section really is and I'm going to read verbatim here ensure your inventory tracking is tip-top and tied to bid modifications to ensure you're not spending money to take in orders you can't fulfill right so surges in demand are all well and good it's pretty good if you've got inven inventory sorry inventory I don't know why I can't say that inventory but if you don't have the inventory and your inventory tracking software is lagging behind the actual sales you really want to make sure that you tighten that up or that you do something to make sure that you're not making or selling to people things that they will never get you're gonna to have to have a lot of very long and awkward emails or phone conversations with people that you know it's during a time where there are quite a number of people who are very highly strung uh, so yeah customer service isn't always the easiest at the best of times you definitely don't want to uh, exacerbate the issue uh, during this uh, crisis so he says if you're going to 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 go and look at uh, if this is going to be a problem for you or how you may react to this in your inventory management software and your your automated bidding software might react then you should probably go and look at the past history of when were the biggest spikes that you did previously had especially if you've had a bit of media attention in the past it's definitely worth going back and saying okay well what did that look like how did that affect us uh, maybe also worth thinking about well, outside of the PPC uh, scenarios how does that affect your web hosting if you're on a, a discount web hosting 
plan and you think that uh, your product might be one of those ones people will deem essential, you may want to check that out too and make sure that you can actually expand to cover that load. Moving on to smart bidding. Algorithms can't necessarily differentiate between an unprecedented crisis and a really good Black Friday sale. This is a golden point that I personally probably wouldn't have thought of at the time uh, until I've read this. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm going to always be factoring that into things, but you know, a Black Friday sale to to a computer is essentially the same as a rush to to buy toilet paper of your toilet paper website, right? People are gonna wanna get on there and, and your bidding software, if you do experience these rushes, uh, is going to say, okay, well, great, that worked last week and maybe that was, you know, you made it through just and or maybe it was stressful and something happened. Uh, your bidding software is gonna say, okay, well, let's try you know, upping our bids for this over the next 30 days on Friday or Tuesday morning or whatever that rush was. So definitely important to keep an eye on that. He says that you can generally assume that most bidding algorithms will favor the last 30 or so days worth of data. Take a look and see how long the last volatile period affected your campaigns. If it's a spike, then drop, or a valley, then climb, make sure the tool is making the right decisions. Auditing, 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 right? You've got to audit those algo decisions. Algos are great when things are normal. That's the point. They're supposed to learn how people behave on a, on, in a normal situation, but they're not adaptive. They can't adapt to the way that we behave in a non-normal situation. And the proof of that should be the news every time you turn it on. People can't adapt to a non-normal situation. So definitely algorithms cannot. So find your best day or week and your worst. Did smart bidding keep up and make the correct decisions? Did it lag behind and leave spend on the table? Or did it react too quickly or assume the good period would last longer? Says the answer isn't simple, but it's definitely uh, there are definitely questions you should be asking. Next point: expect slower creative approval and adjust your automation. So, when you when you submit your creative for approval on these networks, Facebook's probably a really good one. Um, Anybody in an industry that's pretty 50-50 for Facebook, which may be things like uh, selling healthcare products, uh, maybe supplements or things like that, you know that the approval period can already be a pain, right? You get false flags for things, uh, it can take ages for your ads to go live. This is here as well. Google and Bing have a 48-hour ad approval windows, but are rarely stretched beyond more or less instantaneous. In this particular crisis where support teams are affected, that time can be extended. So take this into account when you're submitting your creatives. There's adjust your automated rules also for any and all creative swaps that are coming up. So if you've got an evergreen campaign that you are pausing because you've got a crisis campaign you wanna start, you may wanna make sure that you, ch you um, have all of your evergreen ads actually turned off at the same time as all of the crisis campaign ads turn on because otherwise you're gonna have that window there where you're gonna be down and you don't know if that window is gonna be an hour, 10 minutes, two or three days, four days. We don't know. I personally don't have anything in this scenario right now, but I would advise you to uh, just be aware of that. So make sure you check up on that. It's very common, at least in my, my experience, that we do these swaps at midnight. You may want to stay up a little bit later and make sure that swap happens as intended. Next, brand safety and messaging need to be front of mind. It's challenging to understand and react to brand safety in tumultuous times. Keep your brand principles 
and voice front of mind and you'll know exactly how to act. If you've planted your flag of we go where the customer goes, meaning that you will let your ads appear wherever the customer appears, there's no restriction on where those ads can appear, um, then keep doing that. If you plan on excluding any and all controversial content, then the answer is simple for what you should do there as well. You should be very, very vigilant on how you're excluding, where you're excluding, what content you're excluding. He says, when it gets challenging is for those who tread the middle ground. Those people who are fine being on news sites, but not, uh, but only if it's not a controversial story or, or article or something. So this is much more difficult in modern times of crisis because almost quite literally everything is related back to the crisis. Uh, so the other challenge is to watch what you say in your ads. It says with the advent of responsive search ads, odds are you have some value proposition laying around in there that may be invalid in a crisis. So good example, same day delivery. Do you think that in this crisis, do you know maybe, have you had word from um, your delivery, uh, or do you have your own delivery drivers that you can't get same day anymore? If you cannot, which is probably highly likely, you may want to go through and check all those uh, responsive ads, check to make sure that you are not uh, promising things you can't deliver again. In this time, it may not be in inventory, people might get it, but yeah, they may not get it exactly when they need it. Uh, it says here, if automated tools see your ECTR and conversion rate spike, they'll prioritize the ad unit. If you can't fulfill the promise you set, that customer isn't coming back. So another uh, further bit on that point too, yeah. If you, uh, if your bidding software sees that you can't, uh, that you get a lot of clicks because of same day delivery, delivery and people perceive you as the only person who can do that, uh, you're going to be, it's going to prioritize those ads and show it to even more people. So potentially when you're unintentionally maybe telling a bit of a, a, a white lie or an unintentional lie uh, to people, your bidding software is gonna say, great, ramp it up, promise it to more people, uh, creating those situations you don't wanna be in. Next, watch queries closely, especially dynamic search ads. If there's something on site that people are searching for, DSAs and close variants will find it. There's nothing like a pandemic to be a casual reminder that yes, your promotional swag company does sell custom hand sanitizer. So there you go, you've got your, your dynamic search ads and your close, close match variants finding you unintended things that may not have happened in the past, make sure that you're auditing these as well. So if you've actually decided, actively decided you don't want to show around any crisis related queries, add those negatives right away. Exclude any crisis related pages from your DSA campaigns as a fail safe and your campaign should still run smoothly. And last but not least, craft volatility alerts. So this is a great thing that you should probably always been doing and most people probably are to some extent but you might want to make some tweaks to this. Um, that you might want to be making sure that you've got scripts in place to, to notify you of big swings in, in sales uh, and clicks and things like that uh, over certain amounts, right? So especially on a, on a very frequent basis. So uh, Aaron says here that um, I've not been shy about recommending pops and drops alerts. They're crucial at all times for all accounts to ensure we address performance swings with haste without starting at the computer, uh, staring at the computer all day and night. I'm so sorry about my reading today, it's terrible. Uh, in an era of crisis, things move fast. Waiting until tomorrow isn't an option anymore. Instead, think of the metrics you care about where you need an alert. 
make the swing something you truly care about, e.g. if your spend quadruples hour over hour. So that's a big indicator for you, right? Spend is quadrupled uh, between 1 and 2 p.m. Uh, you may really want to make sure that you check out what's going on because you may be making some of the errors we've talked about already, making promises you can't deliver, um, potentially. So consider running your script on a more frequent basis. So if you run this day to day or every six hours or three hours or whatever, maybe bring those lines in, make sure you're tight on that so you don't uh, get caught unaware. Summing up, he says, remember the time, the time of crisis is a time to cement your brand voice, a time to speak one-to-one -to, -one to your customers. It's a challenging time to be a marketer, but that doesn't mean you should stop being one. And I think that's a really good point. Uh, to end on the article really that this is a very difficult time to be a marketer if you're a marketer lucky enough to still have a job then you better make sure that you're doing the job to the best of your ability not just because there are people out there who could very easily and probably very much do want to take your job um, because they they have lost employment but because you are now playing in a very volatile area a very volatile time uh, potentially with a business that is in a volatile space during this crisis, especially if you're in healthcare or, or finance right now, uh, and I'm sure a number of other things I can't even think of. You're playing with people's livelihoods and people's other money, but your own livelihood and money too, as far as you know, you retaining your employment. So make sure that you're thinking about these vectors, thinking about what ways that things could go wrong. Now's not the time to just be all optimistic as much as we do need optimistic thought. We probably need to really take a look back and say, let's plan for the realities of the worst case scenario uh, outside of just a shutdown of business. Let's plan for what could go wrong that's not only a shutdown, but is something that could lead us to a shutdown permanently because we've not been keeping track of what we're doing uh, with our paid advertising or, or any other marketing vector really. That's it, a uh, bit of a serious and somber note maybe to finish on, on a Friday, uh, April 3rd, but uh, look, I wish you all the best out there. Have a good weekend. If you did get value from this, if you enjoyed listening to this, then please jump over to Twitter and find me on Twitter at PatrickHerbertZero. Uh, share this podcast, rate it, like it, leave feedback wherever you can. I will try to keep find and get to every piece that I can get to. If you want something covered, if you think there's somebody who should be covered because they just write a phenomenal content that should be shared, let me know. So I would love to find more uh, smaller potentially, but very niche people who cover great content, uh, but it's not well known enough yet. Um, so yeah, let me know. Fine. Please rate. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Goodbye.